Hey yo everyone, welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. So I lied a little bit on last week's podcast, but before we completely get back into the action, there was one more thing I wanted to cover, and I realized that in the manga, this is the point where we have finally finished the third cover story arc. And so on this episode, we're going to be talking about something a bit different, but I feel is just as important, and that is the Django's Dance Paradise cover story. Now, as I mentioned in previous episodes, the anime stopped adapting these cover stories after the second one involving Kobe and Helmeppo, and then the first one being the one focused on Buggy and Alvida. And so this third cover story is titled Django's Dance Paradise, and it involves what happened to Django, uh, the former vice captain of the Black Cat Pirates, as well as Full Body, that marine officer that Sanji beat up after their respective defeats at the hands of the Straw Hats. And so I decided to slot this podcast in here because they become relevant to the story at some point in the somewhat distant future. But I feel like I wouldn't have got a good opportunity to talk about them without interrupting the pace of the Alabasta climax. So I decided to just throw this in here before we get to all the good stuff in Alabasta. So a brief synopsis of this cover story It takes place starting at chapter 26, so the cover of 26, and then it lasts until the chapter 172 in 37 panel installments. And so, yeah, we get to see what happened to Django in full body after running into the Straw Hats. And so, yeah, a quick synopsis of the story, if you don't really want to listen to me recount the entire thing, courtesy of the One Piece fandom wiki. So after the Black Cat Pirates abandon him, Django goes through a series of adventures in which he meets Full Body, gets pardoned for his history in piracy, and becomes a member of the Marines. So for those of you that don't really feel like going through and looking all of this up, I'm going to sort of recount and review the entire thing. So let's get into it. It turns out that after he was knocked out by Usopp at the end of the Surt village arc, the Black Cat Pirates and Captain Cruel left without Django. And I never thought about it, but this makes sense. As Luffy drove them out so quickly and just threw Cruel onto their ship, they just quickly retreated. And we never actually saw anyone grab Django who'd still be unconscious in the forest after being blown up by Usopp. And this is where we pick up. And the first few panels just show Django regaining consciousness, seeing that he'd been left behind, and then decides to grab some food at that restaurant, but then is discovered by Tamanegi and is chased out by the Usopp pirate kids. And once out to sea, he and Morgan actually cross paths, but they're both unaware of each other. And I thought it was interesting that Morgan is still just floating around shortly after his escape from the last cover story with the Kobe Meppo story. I still don't know what's going to happen with Morgan specifically. I mean, kind of spoilers, but I still haven't seen what's going to happen to him, like, you know, like a thousand chapters later. But we also learn that Kaya is now a doctor's apprentice as she expressed her goal of becoming a doctor after Usopp left in the main story. And it looks like she's making good on that with the uh, Usopp pirate kids kind of keeping her company and protecting her. Django eventually lands on an island called Mirrorball Island and goes incognito in new clothes as the marines are looking for him. And interestingly, as well as hilariously, we get to see Django's real eyes here. And they're in the shape of hearts. It's not just the sunglasses. It turns out he's not just wearing heart-shaped sunglasses for no reason at all. His eyes are actually shaped like hearts, which is absurd. And then, for whatever reason, he decides to enter a dance competition the island is holding. Django makes it to the finals and goes up against none other than the Marine, full body, 
and he wins after what looks like an epic and emotional dance-off as we can see Django full body and the judge in like gleeful tears and because of this intense competition Django and full body form a strong bond and share drinks in celebration of their first and second place victories however the marines inform full body that Django's clothes have been found and that he's on the island somewhere. Django, spooked by this fact that Full Body is actually a Marine, decides to get the hell out of there. And all of a sudden, the island is attacked by Captain Eureka and the Tulip Pirates. They show up to wreak havoc on the island, giving Django the distraction he needs to escape, Full Body. And he is now left to fend off the pirates on his own. And he holds his own until they take a girl hostage with Full Body... Unable to fight back with the hostage, they wail on him, but then all of a sudden Django returns and unexpectedly just in time to free the hostage, then they both team up and take care of the rest of the Tulip Pirates. But what's this? Full Body is obligated to arrest Django too as there is a bounty on his head. He's then taken to the Marine headquarters to be put on trial and the judge's verdict is to hang him. But another twist, Full Body this time shows up to object to the verdict in a tearful objection dance and they eventually get the whole courtroom dancing and hilariously swayed by this, the judges move to quit the case and Django is set free. But Full Body is demoted for some reason. I'm not sure why. It's never really made clear in the paneling. Maybe because he defended a pirate and they just can't accept that. But they decide that they can't be friends as a pirate and a marine. And as a way of coping, Django decides to try and hypnotize them both to forget this friendship ever happened to make it less painful for each other. But then they see this beautiful female marine and are both lovestruck and decide to follow her. Together, both Django and Full Body decide to join her ship and are both now happily mop boys in the marine under her command. And in the last panel, you can now see a buff Kobe and Helmetpo along with Garp walking past behind them, kind of bringing the whole thing full circle. We don't know who this beautiful marine commander is, but... You know, in the spoiler section, I'll talk about it. But we do go on to see that she actually does play a decent role in the story as well. So my thoughts on this cover story, it is a little bit more outrageous in terms of storytelling compared to the other two, but it still has that trademark Oda heart to it. As I actually buy the bond that forms between Django and Full Body, I do think it's a bit of a sharp change for Full Body's character going from this like arrogant and mean-spirited Marine to this sort of noble upstanding guy who would sacrifice his rank and career for a pirate that he just met in a day but then again i mean being beat down by sanji in the in the straw hat seems to have a way of humbling even the worst of the worst criminals and so i can imagine a marine being somewhat reformed by that as well all in all it's not one of the more standout cover stories but it's still enjoyable nonetheless i do wish i mean instead of the bad filler episodes we got just prior to this, you know, the last six episodes. I don't understand why they didn't just decide to animate these, like, to, and tell this story. It could have easily taken, like, two or three episodes, I feel like, and it would have been infinitely more enjoyable and actually more relevant to the story, as we'll see later on, but whatever. I, I, don't, I, I still don't understand this hesitancy to animate these cover story it's considering that they're dying for filler material to gain more distance in the manga and they have this like perfect opportunity i don't understand why they just don't animate these 
Anyways, I know it was a shorter episode and it's not really even in keeping with the main rewatch series, but I still hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, send me a like or a comment. If you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing and go ahead and check out my Instagram and Twitter account at SunnyGoPodcast for any updates and pictures. As always, I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And there will be actually a spoiler section for this because there are a couple things I wanted to talk about. But if you're not interested in that, I hope to see you on the next episode where we will be getting back to the normal rewatch. Thank you very much. Bye. Alrighty, so the spoiler section. So obviously for those of you who know what happens, the reason I had to get this in at this point was because towards the end of Alabasta, we see these two again accompanying the beautiful female officer who we find out is Captain Hina. And I'll get into more of her when she's actually properly introduced in the series. But yeah, it was quite a bit of a surprise to see that uh, Django and Full Body just show up at the end of Alabasta to haul away Crocodile and the Baroque Works agents. And it's it's interesting to me why they never decided to animate this because of how quickly this became a good story point and a relevant story point. I wonder if it was too quick because this cover story ends on chapter 172 and that's like right when the Straw Hats are captured by crocodile and so you see these moments and i wonder if they just didn't have enough time to work out a script to fill in the dialogue um but i still feel like they should have put some effort into this i mean they had people writing scripts and dialogue for those four god-awful filler episodes i don't see why they couldn't have just done it with this here and it would have been infinitely better I mean, maybe they needed Oda's sort of okay and sort of his collaboration to fill in the dialogue. But yeah, I always find it really weird that they never actually animated this one because, yeah, it becomes so relevant so quickly. And I, I, while I would imagine that if you were to watch the anime without ever having known this cover story existed, you'd find it incredibly weird that Django and Full Body are now together, best buds, and in the Marines together. And it's just you're just like watching that and just like, what the hell happened? How, how did this come to be? And sh- lo and behold, there's a whole story that tells you the, the journey that they both went on. And it's never told in the anime. And so, yeah, I just and there are millions of examples like this, especially with Hachi and Ace, as I as I mentioned earlier. You know, the all these stories just become relevant later. I I just don't understand And so, yeah, again, I am very salty that they never animate these and then just decide to use these random bad fillers. But, hey, it is what it is. But, yeah, that's kind of really all I wanted to talk about in the spoiler section, just the fact that they show up at the end of Alabasta. So I wanted to not break up the pacing of my podcasts during the climax of Alabasta and just focus during that. And so I thought before we get into all the really crazy stuff that starts happening, I wanted to slot this in here. But yeah, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.